Rabbi Heather Miller of Keeping It Sacred. It is now the third week of the month of Elul. This is part of our Elul series. Uh, and many people are reading the book, Resolutions, A Practical Guide for Self-Repair. Resolution spelled R-E-S-O-U-L, soul, isn't it? Resolutions, A Practical Guide for Self-Repair. It's a book that I wrote for every single day of the entire month of Elul, which is this last month in the Jewish calendar before the Hebrew New Year begins on Rosh Hashanah, the first of Tishrei. This is a month of introspection and about really thinking deeply about who we are and being intentional about who we become moving forward. So the first week of the month of Elul, we thought a lot about who we are. We were very introspective and thought about how we've behaved in the past year and how we might make amends for any wrongdoings that we have done. The second week, we talked a lot about thinking about who we are and claiming our space in the world. Who we are is a beautiful thing. And if everybody could actualize themselves and be their full selves, what a wonderful world, world it would be. And the third week now, we get bogged down by some of the barriers to our progress, to moving ahead. And this chapter of the book really looks to address those things that might keep us from moving forward in our lives. So the chapter is called Redefining Challenge. And as we redefine challenge, what does that mean? There's a really very a tender story uh, in the text, which recounts uh, Bruria, a, a woman who's married to Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Meir goes off to the sanctuary on Shabbat. He goes to pray and she's home with their two sons. And over the course of their time together, the two sons die. And we don't know a lot about what her emotions were at that time, but what we do know is that she lovingly took their bodies and placed them on a bed and put a white sheet over them. And since this was almost 2000 years ago, it was 1800 years ago, they didn't have cell phones, she couldn't call him. And it was Shabbat anyway. Um, so she waited for him to come home. And what the text tells us happened next is that he came home and he said, hi, dear, where are two sons? And she said, hold on, you know, I've made you your favorite lunch, have some lunch. She sat, to, sat him down with the food and he began to eat and, and he was eating. He said, oh, this is so good. Thank you so much for all of this food. But tell me, where's our sons? And she said, let me ask you something. If a king came over to me and he, he deposited two precious rubies into my care, one day the king asked for those rubies back. He came knocking on my door and asked for his rubies back. Should I give it to him? And Rabbi Mayer said, of course you should give it to him. Anytime that somebody loans you something and it's theirs, you should return it to the owner, even if it is two precious rubies. So when he finished his meal, she took him over into the room where her two sons were um, underneath the sheet and she pulled back the sheet. And I am so amazed at her composure and her in this moment, that the way that the text reveals it and shares that this is what she did and this is how she broke 
the news to Rabbi Meir about what happened. Um, what's really magnificent to me is that she could have said, why did you do this? She could have said that this is, you know, a horrible, horrible situation that God is punishing her. God has forsaken her. God has, you know, done this terrible thing to her and God doesn't exist and all kinds of things. But the way that she framed this challenge for herself and for her husband was that she reframed the entire challenge by saying, that these two sons were actually these precious rubies deposited to her care by God, and now they would be returned to God. So when we think about the challenges that we experience in life, it's really worth it to think about the ways and just to pay attention to the ways in which we are framing the things that happen to us that are challenging to us. So what are the things that have been a big challenge to you over the past year? I'm guessing I can guess a couple of them just because they've, been, they've uh, affected the entire world. But what are those things that have been challenges to you? And what is the frame that you have given them? It's worth it not to, I'm not saying definitely reframe it, but what I'm saying is, is it's worth it to consider how you have framed it and to consider what it might look like if you reframed the negativity that you've experienced this past year in a way that might serve you better. Um, so in the book, the questions that I ask of this story, um, and it's one of the days for this week of the month of Elul, are what major loss did you endure this year? How do you understand it? And what frame would be one that would help to strengthen you rather than defeat you? So as you reflect on this past year, I wish that you continue in this process of making for yourself a better new year ahead. I wish that you are able to frame things in a way that serve you and serve the fullness of who you are and who you can be and that you experience in a way that that allows you to move into the new year with a sense of possibility. So with that, I want to say Shana Tova. It's almost Rosh Hashanah. If you'd like to join us for our sweet and sacred season programming for the high holidays, the Keeping It Sacred High Holiday Programming uh, that I will be leading with Rabbi Rachel Schmelkin. Uh, please do check out rabbiheathermiller.com. And on rabbiheathermiller.com, you can see a little link that says Sweet and Sacred Season. Please do consider joining us for that. I look forward to seeing you. And, and uh, however you do it, I wish that you have a sweet and sacred new year ahead. Shana Tova, everyone. Thank you.